and that is pretty revolutionary. I want to talk a little bit more about the history. I mean, one of the really interesting bits of history you uncovered has to do with the law of coverture, which Mm. really affected women's legal standing for most of American history, right, until the 20th century. But you should explain. Right. Well, the the notion of marital coverture actually is rooted in English common law. And basically, the idea of coverture means (laughs) that women's identities, their legal identities, were basically covered when they married. So you had a femme couvert uh, is a married woman and a femme sol is is a single woman. And so it basically meant that once a woman married, um, her earnings legally then belong to her husband. Her property belongs to her husband. Um, There's a period that that persisted for quite a while in which a woman could not testify on her own because she was presumed not to have her own independent legal identity. Um, You know, this is, you see the remnants of it, um, of these attitudes anyway, if not, you know, if not the actual, the, the persistence of marital rape uh, laws, you know, that, that it's only within since the 1970s and into the 90s that states were overturning laws that basically permitted the forceful, um, you know, forced sex between a husband and a wife because the wife was sort of presumed to belong sexually to the husband. I mean, to be honest, we see it, we see it in practices around names. Why do women take their husband's names? Their identities, they, they become merged. It's, it's this idea that an identity has become merged and that that identity is the husband's. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has its roots in, in these ideas of marital coverture. The other surprise, big surprise to me in some of the history you dug up is there's this speech you uncovered that Susan B. Anthony gave in like 1877 that mm-hmm. just sounds so contemporary. I hadn't heard it before. Well, I couldn't believe this is another part of the history that when I came across it, I was kind of flabbergasted. When I first sold this book, I intended it to be about this contemporary generation. And then I thinking that all of this was unprecedented. And then I started to do some of the historical research and realized, oh, my God, it's really not unprecedented. And there was this discourse in the press throughout the 18th, even even into the 18th century um, and, and certainly through the 19th century. And I found a reference to the speech that Susan B. Anthony gave called The Homes of Single Women in 1877. And I kind I looked, I was like, oh, what's this? This sounds interesting. And uh, she said in 1877, in woman's transition from the position of subject to sovereign, there must needs be an era of self-sustained, self-supported homes. As young women become educated in the industries of the world, thereby learning the sweetness of independent bread, it will be more and more impossible for them to accept the marriage limitation that husband and wife are one, and that one the husband. And in, so she in was arguing ma- that that for real equality, women would need to stop marrying for a while. Yes, she said we would need to have an epic of single women. And when I read that speech, I got chills because I thought, oh my God, this is... You think that's the era we're living in? We are living in it. I mean, it is what's happening. This is, you know, and and places that are not, you know, thinking about what Susan B. Anthony said in 1877, and you know, and I don't know. Is it does it last a decade? Does it is her vision? It's it's not clear. Is her vision that we live through this epoch and then we equalize relations between the genders and then we you know can sort of we go back to getting married? Right, right. Or you know, is it a brief retreat from it, or is this a permanent state? You know, all of that. Who knows? Mm. This is. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but I do think that the untethering of the idea of female adulthood from the idea of wifeliness 
is absolutely shaking up our ideas of what it means to be an independent woman in the world and in the United States. And it is both pushing us closer to gender equality, but also revealing what we need to do as a nation in terms of our social policies and our attitudes to acknowledge a kind of gender equality and to acknowledge adult women as full human beings, whether they are married or not married. Rebecca Traster writes about women in politics, media, and entertainment. Her new book is called All the Single Ladies, Unmarried Women and the Rise of an Independent Nation. And speaking of Susan B. Anthony, it's Women's History Month, right on the tail of Black History Month, and writer Dean Robbins stopped by to read from his new picture book for children. It's called Two Friends, and it's a true story about two of Dean's personal heroes.